0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. First and goal at the three. Two are back in. Ninth play of the drive. On the move is Waddle. Two to the, pylon. Touchdown! And the Dolphins on top. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gilio and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. We are off and running in this NFL season. Week two kicks off tomorrow night on Thursday. So let's bring in our pal Joe Osborne, sports betting analyst over at oddshark.com. Follow him on Twitter at JTFOZ. JTFOZ. Let's start with that highlight, Joe. Uh, three Joes are here now. Uh, yeah. how, how about your Dolphins? I think I tweeted you take the Dolphins plus three and a half like you weren't already in on that. Uh, <laughs> feels feels like a lack of respect with your team. I don't know if it's the perception of Tua or or what it is, but divisional matchup last week, we're getting more than a field goal. Divisional matchup this week at home, you guys are getting more than a field goal.
1: Yeah, week one in New England, you know what? I I will take an ugly win as an underdog on the road versus Bill Belichick 100 times out of 100, right? And I think all the big headlines coming out of that are basically, uh, you know, uh, the Mac Jones victory parade. Well, you know, maybe the Dolphins' defense isn't getting a lot... A lot of credit, you know, to be completely fair, Tua was underwhelming again versus a really good defense. So he did take care of business in the red zone, though. So let's give him a a little bit of credit there. But, yeah, Miami looked good. Uh, Their defense was fantastic in the red zone, creating some turnovers there. So, uh, yeah, I like them once again against the Bills, especially on a teaser this week if you get them up to plus nine and a half there. So let's talk about that game, Joe. Bills traveling to Miami. You gave your thoughts on Miami and maybe a little disrespect
2: there. But how about the Bills? Should we be worried about Buffalo after week one? Was that an anomaly? Was that Pittsburgh just playing good defense? Because, man, they didn't block well for Josh Allen, and and he didn't play well. And this is kind of a big spot for them. If they lose their um, 0-2, they're in some early
1: trouble here. Yeah, that is really a bit of a tricky one, right? Because you don't know, was it just one of those weird week one things? Like, remember last year, the Colts who went on to make the playoffs, they lost to the Jaguars in week one last year. So you see some unusual things happen in week one from time to time. A lot of people wrote off the Steelers coming to that game. Everyone was hitting me up because I'm a bit of a teaser guy. You got to get the bills on a teaser. and No, that was kind of a stay away for me. It may be another situation, uh, you know, people are undervaluing. Uh, Pittsburgh, but 100% the Bills did come out totally flat. So maybe that's going to make them snap out of it, getting that early loss at home. Uh, and they do have this divisional matchup. What does scare me, though, for the Dolphins as a Dolphins fan was week 17 last year when Miami went into Buffalo, basically taking on Matt Barkley and the backups. And they got absolutely handed to them in a must win game. So, I don't think we're going to see a repeat of that. But maybe, yeah, a bit of a tricky game. And that, you know, looking at some of these lines for a week, two, it just puts your mind in a pretzel trying to figure out, okay, is this what we're going to see from this team all season long? Uh, it was week one for real, uh, just a slow start. So, it can be a bit tricky. And you guys know me, I'm a stack based handicapper, right? We have a one game sample size to go off right now. So, uh, uh, not the easiest board to cap, that's for sure.
0: Well, speaking of some of the numbers that you take a look at, one really stood out that we brought up earlier in the show, Bears-Bengals. The look ahead was three and a half Mm. after seeing the Bears on Sunday night and the Bengals pull off the overtime victory over the Vikings. That goes down to three. Now some books are posting a two and a half, uh, but an interesting look at what Joe Burrow has done in a very small sample size.
1: Yeah, Joe Burrow, he's played 10 full games. Uh, what I mean by that uh, game against Washington last season, he got injured, of course, where he suffered his injury. So he's played 10 full games. Uh, Cincinnati's underdog in nine of those games, they are 7-2-1 and one against the spread guys in those 10 full games that he's played. And now he's going into uh, Chicago versus an underwhelming Chicago team. And uh, a lot of people will probably look at Chicago and say, hey, their strength is their defense. But you go back and look at the Bears, Uh, bring in some games from last season, of course, the week one game. They're allowing 26.5 points per game over their last eight games. They've allowed 30 or more points four times in that span. So maybe their defense is a little bit overrated. And uh, the Bengals offense looked pretty damn good there in week one. They got a lot of weapons for Joe Burrow to play with. So, yeah, I think I like uh, the Bengals as an underdog in that one.
2: Mm. Joe. You tweeted something about the Jets-Patriots game. I thought it was interesting in terms of the Patriots off a loss, Well, how they do against the spread. That number's moving up. You know, Started off you know under four now. It's five and a half. Patriots on the road. It is Mac Jones' first road game as a rookie starter, but both rookie quarterbacks could kind of cancel each other out a little bit there with the nerves and defense and all that. How, how do you, what do you make of this game? Because the number's getting pretty big. I like the Patriots. Obviously, there's a walkaway point where you don't want to lay eight
1: points or seven sure. points, but five and a half right now. Patriots-Jets, what do you think? Yeah, I like the Patriots win by double digits in that one. You know, the Patriots, you know, they had their good, their moments and you got to give Mac Jones a little bit of credit. If they were able to convert in the red zone, they would have won that game against the Dolphins. Whereas I thought the Jets looked absolutely awful and they lost probably their best offensive lineman in that one. And, you know, that was against a a Carolina team that didn't look especially strong either. So, yeah, I think the Patriots roll in that one, Mac Jones will pick up his first win and So the stat is the Patriots pretty good bet off a loss. Now, you got to take this with a bit of a grain of salt because a lot of this is with Tom Brady at quarterback. But they've gone 23-11-1 in their last 35 games after a loss. So that 23-11-1, that's against the spread. So, yeah, I think this, I wouldn't quite call it a layup, but I do think that they're going to take care of business versus a Jets team that probably one of the worst in the league.
0: Uh, this is BetQL Daily, our guest, Joe Osborne, OddsShark.com. All right, take us anywhere you'd like on the NFL Week 2 board. Favorite side or total if uh, if you're given a top player to?
1: Uh, favorite side of the week, it's going to be the Los Angeles Chargers coming in at minus three. Oh. So a lot of people taking a look at the Dallas Cowboys and whether you're a Cowboys fan or a lot of people on TV this week, taking a bit of a moral victory lap, you know, uh, Giving the Cowboys a nice pat on the back for, you know, they went right down to the wire. But, and the thing that a lot of people point to is the non-call, the non-pass interference call at the end of the game. But I think if you look at the game as a whole, the Cowboys got a lot of breaks in that one. Three back-breaking turnovers for the Bucs, two in their own end on back-to-back possessions. That led to nine points for the Cowboys. And then Godwin fumbles inside the five, which it looks like they were on their way to scoring a touchdown. So that's a potential swing of 16 points right there right and of course the box uh, secondary got completely decimated in that game as well they did a lot of 6.7 yards per play as well so uh, Tom Brady moved the ball with ease now you look at the Chargers side of things and I think they faced a lot of adversity in that week one game and they were able to overcome it and pick up a tough win on the road versus a very good defense that they put up over 400 yards of total offense against and you know they had some things go against them the fumble into the end zone the burst rule in all of sports right? Um, and yes. D- Dak Prescott, fantastic. He might win MVP this year, but the defense still absolutely stinks. So he's started six games since the start of last season. Of course, he got injured. The Cowboys are allowing 29 and a half points per game in those games, guys. So, and this is a very good offense here with the Chargers. They're going to be able to move the ball with these. So I think we're going to see a big game. I like uh, LA minus three.
2: Joe, earlier, uh, Joe and I were talking about teasers and where we might go for teasers this week. You know, week one, Rams, Niners, you could tease those two teams down. That was probably the um, smartest play on the board in terms of teasing down.
1: What do you like teasers this week? you have a couple you think could play out the right way? Yeah, well, I see the Patriots up to six right now at one book. So that would be an easy one, you know, just an outright win by any margin. And that's going to cash that leg of it. But I think my favorite underdog on a teaser might be getting the Vikings up to plus ten and a half here. So... You talk about overreactions from week one going into week two, and this might be one. That line was originally three for the Cardinals. Now it's up to four and a half, and I do think that is a massive overreaction. You know, they walked into Tennessee, who I'm not high on by any means, but they did completely catch them sleeping in that game and just wire-to-wire smackdown. And would this line have moved a point and a half had they just eked out a win in the fourth quarter? I don't know about that, so I do think that is an overreaction. Uh, for a Cardinals team that I think will be in the mix come playoff time. But, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of consistency from them here over the past couple years. So even if they do win, uh, they can win by 10 points and the Vikings still cover that leg of the teaser. So getting an extra hook on that. I like that quite a bit for the Vikings. So I, I would put the Vikings with the Patriots on a teaser and be very confident in that one
0: couple more minutes with Joe Osborne Thursday night football it's ugly but we're gonna bet the hell out of it or what are you doing with Giants football team uh,
1: I I don't like it but I think I'm leaning that <laughs> uh, leaving the Giants here plus three and a half you know I wasn't very impressed with with either team in week one you know Washington came into the season and uh, you know everyone uh, gave given their defense uh, a a lot of credit which you know they proved it last year but like I said previously with the Chargers, they allowed over 400 yards of offense in that game at home. And the Giants proved last year that they can keep games pretty tight, right? They didn't lose by big margins very often. They beat Washington in both of their matchups last season. The Giants are 9-2 and two against Spread in their last 11 on the road somehow. So I like getting that hook quite a bit. I do think it could be a field goal game either way. You know, the Giants are one of those teams' uh, ugly performance in Week 1. But they're one of those teams people just want to write them off right away. I do think that they can be competitive within this division, and I think they can be competitive in this game. So I think I'll take them uh, plus three and a half and absolutely probably hate it.
2: Joe, we <laughs> ran through all of the NFCs quickly, about 30 seconds or so. Eagles, big performance in Atlanta in week one.
1: Are you buying them? Do you think what we saw is real, or was that a week one fluky thing because Atlanta's not any good? I kind think it's a week one fluky thing right Jalen Hurts we saw him uh, come out of the gates absolutely flying last year you know uh, filled the stat sheet uh, a couple of great performances then team saw a little bit of tape on him and kind of figured him out a little bit right and the Falcons defense absolutely stinks we all know that so let's see how he does versus a pretty strong San Francisco team who's getting injured already again which is crazy but a pretty big step up in competition there uh, defensively so yeah, I, I'm not ready to uh, anoint them the best team in the division yet by any means.
0: Follow this Joe O as well on Twitter at jtfozodshark.com. That's where you find his work, oddshark.com. Joe Osborne, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck week two, all right?
1: Thank you, guys. Good luck to you and good luck to all the listeners.
0: Thank you, Joe. Out on hurts, Joe G. How do you feel about that? Let's Joe, that Joe O's time. with the daily tip. Give it He'd be a pro bowler. All right. Coming up next, we're going to play guys. America's favorite game, nickel or dime. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.